Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents The DFS Lineup Lock Hour Sponsored by DailyRoto.com Lineup Lock Live. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. You want to crush DFS, head on over to DailyRoto.com, the industry's leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings multi-dollar tournament winners and uh, millions more and smaller prizes for countless other subscribers. Once there, click on Go Premium. You can use the same daily fantasy line optimizers to help Daily Roto customers achieve such remarkable success. If it's sports wagering you're into, check out the sports betting tab. You'll be able to use the same tools that'll produce all those daily fantasy winnings for money line picks, ATS, player props, game totals. They've been crushing the totals all year long. Go over to dailyroto.com. Use promo code FNTSY to get a discount. Dailyroto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. And uh, let's bring in one of the dailyroto.com experts, a man that uh, was uh, courteous enough to join us. Earlier in the morning, we uh, kicked the tires on this uh, game uh, tonight. Now we'll lock it in on Lineup Lock Live. Ricky Sanders joins us. Always a pleasure, Ricky. How you doing? Doing well. And I'm thinking that this is one of the better uh, showdown slates of the year. I really like this matchup. I think there's finally some ways we can get some edges, which I know is few and far between on one-game slates. All right. I like the sounds of this. I like yeah, you coming right. up firing. Ooh, one of the better Ricky, ones of the Ricky, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like that. Me, me and Cam are like, <laughs> we're, we're like pit bulls, man. We're like pit bulls looking at poodles right now. We're like, ooh, ooh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, <I> like it. <laughs> um, you know, I was talking about, we've been talking a lot about this game from a sense that Las Vegas is saying that this is the most one sided action that they've had on any game all year. So it's like their highest liability of the year. And that is all on the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I said before, Ricky, we've seen this before, and I'm sure it's the same in, in the DFS world. When when the public, when Johnny Public, everyone from the bus driver, you know what I mean, to <laughs> to, to everybody else in between, the dry cleaner, all says, oh, oh the Chiefs are going to roll these guys for sure. Then, then there's cause from alarm, isn't there? And we spoke this morning, and are you still from the position that you're looking to attack this from a Denver Broncos standpoint, at least from the quarterback position? Yeah, I'm on the other side of this game uh, than the public here. I think, especially from a DFS perspective, where you got these, you know, salary caps making into consideration. I think it's a pretty evenly matched offensive game, uh, not from a talent standpoint, but from a value standpoint. And I think a lot of the value, if you're looking 
you know, at these price points across the industry is on the, the Denver side of the ball. I mean, there's a lot of guys, uh, even secondary players who I like, but you just look at this Kansas City defense, and the Kansas City team is just going to be one of those teams all year long because of their personnel. I mean, uh, they have a slot corner playing well and almost no one else. Uh, where they're going to be playing in shootouts. They've got an unbelievable offense. It's kind of like Atlanta Part 2. Those are the teams who basically every single week, you can look at the game stacks and they're going to be viable because the offense is so high-powered and the defense is not. And now we're a little more condensed. we got Jake Butt out for the year uh, here on this Denver side. So uh, targets are going to be a little more condensed. We know that Kendall Fuller's been playing well, so we want to avoid him, which means uh, we've got some guys with rising snap counts, guys like Jeff Hireman and Cortland Sutton, who I think are going to get the football and are going to go under-owned. So, yeah, I really like if you're looking at from a price perspective where you know, you're going to go Mahomes and punts or you're going to go Case Keenum and you can fill a roster, I kind of like that second way to go here. I've been liking on Case uh, Keenum. I've been Hireman liking Case Duke. Keenum here, too. Guys, he's 2000 bucks. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, I talk about Gabe, your boy from Michigan, Jake Butt. Like, Hireman, like, $2,000 on a showdown slate is absolutely fantastic, guys. And I put two together, and you bring up a good point. Even if you like Kansas City in the game, like from the DFS, look at the difference, Gabe. If you put Mahomes as your king, he's $19,200. With Keenum, 14700 You save $4,500 there, Ricky, and then you can start doing some uh, finer things. You don't have to go off the scrap heap. You can get a couple uh, better guys. Exactly. And I mean, uh, when we're talking about Hireman, played at least 60% of the snaps every week this season, which I don't know if people understand or realize because uh, Butt was in the picture. You look at this Chiefs team, uh, 31st in DVOA versus the tight end, almost 96 yards per game allowed to the position. So there's just a lot going for a guy at 2K. I mean, at 2K, you're probably going to play him in a mediocre matchup. Uh, now he's the guy against this team. There's very little downside to that price. Um, so looking, um, looking at the uh, from a DraftKings perspective, with this king, with this crown, how do you approach him, this Ricky? We always talk about this, and it's always that debate, right? Are we going to go contrarian? How do, you, how do you approach it? Do you put the quarterback? Do you put the running back? So, what, what's your advice for people as far as uh, the crown is concerned tonight? I mean, with DraftKings, if that's what we're talking, you want the guys that are going to get the football um, and. Because we're getting the one and a half points, I mean, I want the guy who I think is going to touch the football the most here. Uh, as I've talked about the Broncos, the one guy I do like on this Chiefs team and what we've seen work in some of these slates, I mean, uh, you look to that, what was it, the Pittsburgh game where all the tight ends went off. I like the tight ends in this game. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I think this is just a game uh, where you look at this defense. It's going to make some sense. I mean, 29th in DVOA for the Broncos side against the tight end. Uh you know, I think Mahomes is going to be is going to be looking for him. So I think he also makes it work compared to. I mean, Mahomes. We kind of talked about the pricing difference there. And I'm going to go heavy Broncos, but obviously the Chiefs are going to score here. I don't think this Broncos defense is anything like it used to be. None of these corners are really rating really well, um, but they just haven't been strong anywhere. And I want the guy that's going to get the football. Looking at them from a volume perspective, like I think Kelsey is my guy here. Uh, but there are many ways to go here, and I would say pick your favorite Denver pass catcher if not going that route because, you know, going quarterbacks, it does kind of limit you a bit where you can kind of really top load if you if you use a captain in the mid-tier uh, with some talent elsewhere. 
Yeah, and Ricky, when you look at Demarius Thomas, his price point, 7,400 is a steal, right? The guy's had uh, yep. basically well, he's had 26 targets in the first three games. I know last time he had five targets for 63 yards. The other game's like, this guy's ready to break out against that Kansas City defense too, and he did it against Baltimore. He got five for 63 against Baltimore. So I'm just looking at the price point for a star player. I think he's a, a must-play tonight uh, if you like the Broncos. Yeah, the only issue with him is the reception rate, his inability to hang out to the ball sometimes. But yeah. uh, we haven't projected. Yeah, we haven't projected for like twenty six percent of the market share of targets compared to Emmanuel Sanders in this spot, twenty four, and Sanders is more expensive. So uh, from a value perspective, it's it's no question that you want to go with Demarius Thomas. I think he's the superior value in the red zone as well. And when you look at you know Sanders lining up in the slot 36 percent of the time like from a matchup perspective you want to avoid four so i think demarius thomas is going to get a lot of uh more favorable snaps as well so i agree with you we just need him to hang on to the damn football i mean keenum's had a few bad games i don't expect this to be one of them against this chief's defense so if keenum plays a good game i expect thomas to be very heavily involved uh kareem hunt is a guy we're not talking a lot about it seems uh ricky and cam with the emergence of Mahomes and what Mahomes is doing right now. Kareem Hunt is taking a hit, but truth be told, we saw this down the stretch last year, didn't we, Ricky, uh, with Kareem Hunt? Was it sort of a, uh, was it just sort of a flash, a flash of success early? And I'm not saying Hunt's a bust or anything like that. Or, you know, I'm not talking fan, even like a reality bust, but maybe he's not this star that everybody thought he was, or is it just the offense right now? What's your take on Kareem Hunt and are you staying away tonight? I think it's the play calling uh, is the issue with Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's getting the red zone opportunities, four and three uh, red zone opportunities in back-to-back weeks. The problem is he's not running routes, so you don't have that floor with him. I mean, he's run the same amount of routes this year as Corey Clement, who's you know kind of a, a part-timer, uh, whereas last year we thought he had the potential to be sort of your David Johnson, Todd Gurley, like full-time, full workload type back. He's looking more like a touchdown-dependent uh, just better version of like a Carlos Hyde this year where you kind of need him to get you to the goal line because he's seen exactly one target every week and one catch. So against the Bronco defense, that some of their strengths of these, these linebackers and guys who can get out and cover, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, and he's not even the guy that's catching passes, I, I don't know here. Uh, I mean, I think you're going to need a score from him, potentially multiple scores for him to get you to his price point. I think he's just a guy that I'm going to be underweight on. I, I have more interest in some of these Denver backs at their price point. He's good. The Chiefs offense is good. They get in the red zone. If they get there, they'll give him a chance, and he certainly can score. Um, But there's just so many ifs there setting up for Kareem Hunt that I think you could find other guys that if, if, if this happens, they could hit their ceiling, uh, that you kind of feel better about other guys at their price. Ricky, a guy in the Chiefs that people are usually probably going to take Kelsey. Gabe, you talked about Hunt. That's true. And Mahomes is going to be most people's king, but when you really look at the prices, Sammy Watkins is $7,600. He's got 11 yep. catches the last two weeks, 15 targets, 155 yards, and a touchdown. And also, three rushes for 51 yards his last game. I think that's more of the, uh, of the economic play. I like to save money at the grocery store and in DFS. Sammy Watkins is real cheap <laughs> compared, to these, uh, compared to these other uh, chefs, don't you guys think? Yeah, what a good fit this offense has been for Sammy Watkins. Uh, I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden he's relevant again, and he's got the best individual matchup according to Pro Football Focus this week against Isaac, and I don't want to mess up his last name. I think it's Yadam, uh, Y-E-A-D-O-M. But anyways, 
I mean, in this high-powered offense, any of these guys can get it done. I still think Chris Harris is better than he's played this year, uh, but he also, I mean, he's kind of facing a guy who I don't think Chris Conley is someone we're really overly interested in, which means these other guys certainly have a chance to succeed. If Kareem Hunt's not involved, that means there's probably multiple receivers and a tight end involved, and we've seen that. Uh, Sammy Watkins here, I mean, I think we're talking about a pretty solid matchup, and he stays on one side of the field about half the time, so we can really project uh, that he truly will see this individual matchup quite a bit, and it's very beatable. Um, he is one of the, uh, it's kind of, you know, a mediocre uh, matchup for this game compared to some of these monster matchups like Tyreek Hill and Demarius Thomas, but for the week, it's like a middle-tier matchup, and I think it's certainly beatable. This Broncos I mean, there's really no corners that you're worried about here. Let's just be fair. You know, you look at Sammy Watkins, too. They never, the play calling, they never really knew how to use him in Buffalo. He didn't really fit in uh, with the Rams. And I wondered how he's going to fit in. And there was a lot of talk during training camp and into the preseason that he was sort of the forgotten man. But now that the regular season started and Cam just brought it up, the targets are way up. And, you know, they have so many weapons. You know, Mahomes is such a major threat. Um, you have to worry about Tyreek Hill. And you know Tyreek Hill is the number one concern with, for defensive coordinators. Yeah. Where's Tyreek Hill? we got to shadow this guy. You, you know, you got to have a couple of guys keeping your eye on him. you got Kelsey roaming the middle. It's going to leave Sammy Watkins in some favorable matchup situations. Exactly. And, I mean, of his three red zone targets, two came last week. So it's good to see. I mean, I know that's sort of a recency bias kind of thing. But it's good to see um, some recent looks where it counts. And like I mentioned, I mean, I think Kareem Hunt gets his shot or two at the goal line, but they know Mahomes has been so effective uh, that if Kareem Hunt doesn't get there, they'll be throwing. And I don't think Tyreek Hill is your main option in the red zone, which means we're talking about Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, kind of seeing those opportunities that we're looking for. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Sammy Watkins, I think he's going to go a bit under the radar, but if you look at last week, I mean, he certainly was seeing the opportunities. I don't know why that wouldn't be the case in this matchup as well. Uh, Royce Freeman Rick, yeah. tonight. We, we, sorry, yeah. Cam, we didn't bring sorry, up Royce yeah. Freeman uh, tonight. I just want to throw yeah. Royce, Royce Freeman out there. One thing is, the thing that sticks out to me, guys, is just that the fact that the Broncos um, are playing a team that gives up 362 yards a game in the air. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're, they're dead last in the National Football League through the air. So... Do we spend money on these running backs with Denver at all? We, you know, we talked about Lindsey a little bit this morning, and I know you know you didn't you know you don't have a problem playing Lindsey in a lineup here. But what about Royce Freeman tonight at four thousand dollars? Yeah, the only thing that concerns me about Lindsey is before, or sorry, that confer, yeah, that concerns me about Lindsey, not Freeman, is that even before he got ejected last week, uh, it looked like it was starting to become the Freeman show. So it looked like they were starting to lean more towards him uh, in the game plan. So I don't know here. I mean, I, I think in a game that's going to be a shootout, they're going to want to utilize both. The problem is it's very conducive to backs in the air here, and I think that fits Lindsey's skill set. I mean, you look at this Chiefs team. Uh, they've given up a sizable amount of work in the passing game to running backs every week. That first week, they were close to 200 yards against uh, Gordon and Eckler. Week two, Connor caught all of his targets for 48 yards. Last week, Juszczyk, uh 38 and a touchdown. So backs have killed this team in the air. Uh, but if they get to the red zone, I mean, that's obviously Freeman territory. And he's so cheap that, I mean, he's not going to get the workload that Kareem Hunt's going to get, but his opportunity is almost similar in the fact that, you know, 
on DraftKings, if you're not catching passes, you need to score me a touchdown. I think he, he would be the guy that I would play before Hunt on this slate just because I think he has as good of an opportunity to score one and maybe even two touchdowns. So I have no issue playing both the Denver backs here. You know what? I just threw a lineup together. I'm not, I haven't hit enter yet, but I got Case Keenum with the, the, the crown, Royce Freeman, Demarius Thomas, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, and Lindsey. I think I got yeah. some nice exposure here across the <laughs> <Yes>. board. <laughs> Count me in for that. Not bad, huh? Case Keenum, Royce Freeman, Demarius yeah. Thomas, Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, and Lindsey. Yeah. I got Keenum, Watkins. It's very Thomas, contrarian. Yeah, Johnny Public's going to be all over the Chiefs, Cam. Yeah, you got to have some Broncos in there. I agree. And it's worked. Like you said yesterday, too, I went contrarian with Sterling Shepard instead of Beckham. I've been doing this a lot with that secondary receiver so far, Ricky. And it's been paying off, actually, a lot. And as you talked about with the stack games, you stack one side, but you take the receivers from the other side, right? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean... Might I suggest Cortland Sutton in your stack with uh, 78% of the snaps last week, 82% the week before? I just think he's a key fan that's going to go overlooked as your secondary receiver. Ricky Sanders, DailyRoto.com. Go over to DailyRoto.com and get some great freaking advice from experts like Ricky. Always a pleasure, Ricky. Sounds like the volume just uh, went, man. (laughs) Louder than a Motorhead concert. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Dodger fans believing right now. They're up 5 nothing right now. Seventh inning. The Dodgers are 49-0 this season when leading by four or more runs at any point. It's pretty yep. crazy. The Dodgers get up Got by it. four runs. They, they haven't lost a game. 49-0. They're the only team in Major League Baseball um, that uh, has that stat. Yeah, it's vital. Like they got that, and that's where that's where you spend your money. That's where you figure things out on the back end of that bullpen and with the bats that they have. Gabe, what a nice feeling that is. Like think about all the times that you know you had Bob Wickman, and I used to take Cleveland too, plus two hundred, whatever. That oh yeah, they throw out. We're in the we're in the ninth inning with a four run lead. Boom, they give up six. You bring in Raphael Betancourt. He walks the bases loaded. Next guy gives up a home run. Like. Having that uh, junk bullpen, man, that's the, that's the thing about baseball. Your starters can do some really good work for you. Your bats can get you the lead, but you need those guys at the at the back end who know how to finish the job and put money in your pockets. All right, Cam. So I shared my um, – you're right. It's, it's, all about, uh, it's all about bullpens, and we'll talk a lot about that. And you're right. You look in the playoff series, two things you look for statistically, guys, when handicapping baseball playoff matchups. And, and more so series than, than individualistic games. But two things that I find to be very vital and important 
as you mentioned, who's got the better bullpen? Number one, who's got the better bullpen? And, um, you know, one and number one A or number one and two, et cetera, is which team strikes out less? Which team is like, which team is more selective at the plate? Like which team walks more? Which team strikes out less? Which team makes the most contact with the baseball cam? You know, teams that strike out a lot, they don't do well in the playoffs. You know, they're wild. They're swinging for the fences. Yep. They don't work counts. You need to have batters that work counts. You know, that, that was the whole thing. Um, you know, you look at like the Kansas City Royals and their success over the years, Cam. They, and when they were making it to the World Series, they put balls in play and they sure they had did. a good bullpen. And the recipe of just putting balls in play and having a good bullpen leads to success. You know, baseball is not a complicated sport. Like, if you do the right thing, nope. sort of the, the ball will go your way, right, if you play fundamental baseball. Damn right. The game has changed a little bit. Like, look how the Dodgers have done this versus Colorado. Sure, they've hit the long yeah, ball. that's true. But when you break, that's but when you break, no, but when you break down the Dodgers team, too, no, Marenzi, like, Puig's got speed. They got guys on the base pass, too. Some of their guys who can hit are actually not, you know what I mean? They're average or better than average runners. They can play that type of type of game, too, but it is... The game has changed with the long ball, but you want to find that team with the, with the whole edge. That's the thing about Milwaukee as well. Like I think that's why Lorenzo Cain was such a big addition to that team, and you talked about it on, off the top. When he was with the Kansas City Royals, he did a lot of things. Defensively, he made plays, and that's the thing. They nickel and dimed you to death. I've never seen a team like that's – they basically, you know, they were slap singles, steal the base, boom, another hit, we score a run because we have a lot of speed on the base pads, right? And that, that was that was Royals uh, baseball. And that's why the Jays, the Jays even had problems with these guys, right? They're like, okay, well, we got Bautista, we got Encarnacion, we have to rely on the home runs. But the Royals nickel and dimed you with singles and doubles and stolen bases. Thing about the Dodgers is, and Milwaukee for that matter, they have some speed too and power. So it makes them doubly dangerous and two of the best bullpens heading into in, into the baseball playoffs as well. I wish there. I wish Milwaukee was in the AL and the Dodgers were in the NL because I, I like both of those teams a lot. Our boy uh, Jesse Lapine tuning in. Uh, always a pleasure, Jesse. And that's all you're doing in a super yes. contest. Uh, I know you're always in a super contest. Says uh, Broncos are three and zero to the over in a long field goal prop uh, this year. Two and zero in Denver. Mm. KC two and one to the under in a long field goal prop. But basically, you know, long field goal prop hasn't been cashing as much recently. Coaches go for it more now. It's frustrating. Like the other night, there Good would have point. been a 47-yard field goal attempt, and they took the kicker off the field and figured out, ah, let's go for it, and they got it. And every, you know, defense is so bad. Everyone's throwing for 400 yards, so there's not as many field goal attempts. It's frustrating from that sense. But in dome games and in Denver, you get the altitude. So coaches are more ballsy camp. They expect their kicker to be able to make a 55-yarder in Denver you know, that they wouldn't attempt in Tennessee or, or something like that. But... I wanted to get to your lineup. You rattled it off. Let me just, uh, I'll bang off mine. And I like the sounds. Either Ricky was trolling me and he was like, oh, I like that lineup a lot because he was going to like play against me and win. <laughs> or he actually <laughs> did like it. But I think it's a pretty good lineup here. It's contrarian. But we're going with Case Keenum with the crown. So Case Keenum's our king. Travis Kelsey. Sammy Watkins. Demarius Thomas. Philip Lindsay. And Royce Freeman. So we've got we've got the Denver quarterback, we got a Denver wide receiver, we got a dangerous weapon, and Ricky said he thinks Kelsey is going to be the biggest point getter uh, tonight for Kansas City. We got a nice exposure to Watkins, and we got both running backs. and And Casey's um, you know no, Casey's uh, defense is terrible, Cam. That's the whole thing too. And people would think right now, maybe someone's tuning in and thinking, oh, this guy's an idiot. You're playing both running backs for the same team. That's how guys win these stacks. 
That's how these yep, single game sure. showdowns, man. You got to stack one team and look like last week. Everybody on the Rams got theirs. Cam, there was multiple guys in that twenty plus fantasy points on the Rams. Yeah, no, I was like, and the thing was, I saw Cardano's email. I had all, I had Ezekiel Elliott, Gabe. I had Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback and the millionaire maker. But doesn't matter if you don't have Kamara, right? Because there's so there's so many other things and so many people that enter those contests. But that's what happens. You 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 have to take a, a chance on a stack. You have to make, like play a, a low end tight end or a backup running back who's cheap too. Like you have to avoid this stuff. A lot of these guys are sharks. They're gonna have multiple lineups. So you know you got to figure it out. I like where you're going with that. I did two lineups. One I have uh, with exposure more to Kansas City, and the other one I did with Denver because actually you're making a lot of sense with Ricky with Case Keenum as the king at 14700 You save $4,700 in comparison to Mahomes at the king. So for that team, I'm going to go with Case Keenum at $4,700. Demarius Thomas is $7,400. I love that play too. Sammy Watkins is a nice cheap option for Kansas City. Kareem Hunt, I went with the running back there. Now, I know he hasn't been as effective lately, but at 8,400, I think he's going to get some touches and maybe some touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders, so we got Thomas and Sanders. And with that money left over, I got $2,700. I'm going to spend I'm going to go with Hireman. Jake Butt, Jake Butt, the Michigan tight end, got hurt. And Ricky talked about it. Hireman is involved in over 60% of Denver snaps. He's going to be uh, a nice safety outlet tonight for Keenum. He's an amazing price on the showdown at 2000 bucks. So Keenum, Watkins, Thomas, Hunt. Sanders and our boy Hireman. That's one of the I like where you're going with yeah. Case Keenum as the king. So it makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a few other lineups in. I'm gonna get Hireman in, in, in those lineups, uh in those lineups for sure. So let's take a look at some of the player props here. It's sort of correlation with fantasy yep. football and um, DFS and betting. Uh, this is courtesy of Daily Roto. This is Daily Roto prop uh, bets here, Cam. So this is what they have up on board tonight. So Cortland Sutland right now. His prop is 39 and a half yards. So his, his prop is 39 and a half yards right now. Daily Roto um, prop projection, 47.77 yards. So that, that's it. a good bet. You know what I mean? There's a differential value here of, yep. of 10 yards, which that's pretty good. So, and we played it's this, huge. we've been playing this tool and matching them, and we've done pretty well matching the projections with a real stat, the real prop. So, so you got, you, you know, it opened up at 37 and a half, but people have been betting it up. And I see even our boy Nick Popper, Giorgio on Twitter is talking about betting this number over 38 and a half. Um, so Demarius Thomas, he's expecting his prop is, let's see the official prop. Now the numbers have moved. I got too many pages open. I got 64 um, and a half, Morency. I'm not sure if you got Demarius the same. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. 64 and a half. And... Uh, for Demarius Thomas, we've got uh, 72. So I, not, not a massive funny, difference there. But I like, I like both overs. I think Sutton's going to be a nice, a, a nice play tonight. I wish we got it at 37.5, but still at 39.5. And you talk about it. These are simulated things where you throw it through the supercomputer super and you get the averages. When it's a talking about almost 10 yards more, that's significant. I actually agree with the Sutton over, and I'm with you. I think Thomas, I, I see guys on both teams uh, getting, getting, getting a lot of touches, getting a lot of points. Like, like, like last night, Gabe, I'll tell you, like you got me more into the props. The first thing I thought about was Vance McDonald. He was like 34 and a half. He had it in the first, you know what I mean? Like one big catch where he gives somebody the old stiff arm. Again, boom, you hit that prop. So I think I'm going to take Sutton and Thomas both over. And, uh, yeah, I like where the computer's going with those projections. Um, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, his prop is uh, 75 and a half yards. They've got him slated for 78. 
So there's there's not yeah, a ton of uh, that's not a ton of wiggle room there. Um, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins. We've got uh, what's the prop here for Watkins? Fifty four and a half. That's the one I half. see. Yep. And, you know, books might be I see different 50, by I, yard. Yep, I got fifty four and a half. All right, they've got Sammy Watkins getting to uh, sixty one yards. Ooh, sixty one yards. Travis Kelsey, 74 and a half. They've got 78. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, uh, what's the one for 80 yards? Tyreek Hill, 80 yards. Let's see, Tyreek Hill. I got 75 and a half. Yeah, yeah exactly. they got Tyreek Hill getting 80 yards. So there's a five-yard difference there. You know prop that okay. I played, Cam? I played this at the FanDuel Sportsbook earlier in the day. And, you know, I, I didn't have as much money as I would have liked to bet. You know, I'm at the window. It is what it is. I'm going back and forth here. So I didn't, I didn't have as much money as I would like to bet because I would like to sprinkle on more props. But I got the bet in. You know, I, I put 100 on the Dodgers. You know, stupid is I had a winning ticket with the Raiders. And I didn't bring it. I didn't realize they won this morning. I'm yeah. stupid. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I disgust. Yeah, I disgust. I slammed the computer. I was like, ah, screw the stupid yeah. Raiders. I don't know why you I put it in the seen contest. Morency, you should have seen I saw how they after. too. Oh yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, there was garbage a garbage call. A, the Browns got screwed. It was a. I'm going to tell you something. The, yes, it was awful. I know a guy that we know that won like thirty eight a thirty eight hundred dollar parlay on the Raiders money line too because that that was the first down. Like you look at it again. There's no way visual evidence can uh, you know overturn it. That would have been the end of the game. Hey, they got the they got the ball back. Ding ding ding, and then you hit the two point conversion with Jordy Nelson, and then the Raiders had all the momentum going into overtime. Right? You're right. If I was a Browns fan and coach, like. Hugh Jackson sitting there like, you know, he almost looked stoned and so surprised, but that's ridiculous. The Browns got hosed in that game. Very true. All right. So uh, I want to put together more lineups. I got I got DFS fever for tonight, Cam. Nice. I know you do, buddy. I'll tell you something, though. What was the line again? I'm getting on my sports book. I think we have a discrepancy on one player here on two of them. I got Travis Kelsey at 69 and a half receiving yards. You told me, what was it, 74? Was that... Was that 74 and a half, the Roto, uh, what was the projection there? Was he 74 and a half or more than that for Kelsey? The projection is a 78.33. 78.33 on two books that I have. It's actually crazy. One of them is 70-something, but there's two at 60. Travis Kelsey on Gabe is 69 and a half receiving yards. But I will say this, the juice is 45 to 50 cents. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's this, where this they're getting where you. you like this, this is where you combine the the knowledge of DFS, though, and you just heard Ricky Sanders say he thinks Travis Kelsey is the biggest target slash, you know, he's going to be involved the most, like with the Kansas City offense tonight. So it's, it's something to think about, you know, at least uh, when you're playing that. Uh, I got Kelsey in my DFS lineups, but I don't have a problem with playing the over. Listen, I've always been a bigger fan of the reception ones than the yards. You know, but I've gotten into the yards ones a little bit this year. But, I, I, you know, it pisses me off. I prefer the reception one more. I was going to say, though, you know what? I played at the FanDuel book. I couldn't bet everything. So I had like $348. I ate lunch there. I had to pay for my ride out of there. So I put 100 bucks on the Dodgers. I put 100 bucks on the uh, on the Broncos. I put 100 bucks on the over the game. And then my last bet, I bet um, Case Keenum over 266 and a half passing yards camp. They give up 362 yards a game. You know, Case Keenum, I think, is going to light them up tonight. Yeah, that's that's another thing. And 
Yeah, that's, that seems very, very low. And it's funny, and it'll tell you something. Look at the books are doing, and look at um, pass attempts, okay? So they believe that he's going to be throwing it all over the yard tonight. Mahomes' pass attempts is 34-and-a-half. That's what the books put out. And Case Keenum's game is 38-and-a-half, four more passes. So 38-and-a-half correlated to that number, that's kind of interesting. That, that kind of tells me that if they believe 38-and-a-half, he's going to be slinging it all over mile high tonight. That uh, total at two six, what is it, two sixty five and a half seems low. Yeah, that's a prop that that's I'm playing, and everyone, yeah, everyone's going to be all over. Uh, everyone's going to be all over Mahomes' props here this evening, and Mahomes' number. Yeah, I know they are. He's a popular guy. I know he's too popular. Just Mahomes one of those things. Uh, two hundred eighty two and a half. But what, I'll tell you one thing with Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't really throw for – he's more of a touchdown guy. He's a big play guy. Yep. I know one of the games he had a million – you know, he was like 28-33. we go through his stats after. But Mahomes is more of a big play guy, like 14-25 but with three touchdowns. So I don't know if he gets to 282.5 to be honest. I think a lot of people are going to crush it to the over, but he might not get there. And it looks like I got a pretty good number uh, over at the FanDuel book earlier in the day with Keenum over 266.5 as I see 272.5 offshore right now. Yeah, yeah, no, you do. Have, you have a very good number right there, and I, I got to believe it. As I said before, when, you, when they're putting the team that's the underdog there, he, they think he's going to have 38.5 pass attempts. I like that number. I think you got a very good side of the number there. I'm down with that program. And know what I've noticed, Marenzi? Even the game last night, take a look at Baltimore's approach. We talk about home runs in, the NA, in, the, in, in Major League Baseball. Take a look at the tight end usage of Baltimore last night. Max Williams, the kid from Minnesota, remember we saw him in college. The kid was a stud. Well, he had it coming out. Like, he got the ball tons last night. They went to like three and four different tight Like I just noticed it. And then Pittsburgh, all the big plays two weeks ago with Vance McDonald. And again last night, he had a big night. I'm finding the tight end props are too low on a lot of guys, like on a lot of teams. Like Obviously, when you look at Travis Kelsey, he is one of the best tight ends, so he's He's going to be more. Yes, it's a tight end. And I'm getting guys at 32 and a half, 28 and a half. I'm like, oh, my God, he's got 45 yards in the second quarter. Great, won that prop. Like, this is what you did when you applied knowledge and watching the games going, hey, that guy kicked another field goal over 44 and a half yards. That's what I'm noticing with the tight end props. So I'm playing a hell of a lot more of those. It's, it seems like the numbers are way too low with the tight ends right now. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I often I'll play two tight ends often in, in DFS. Yep. I drafted, you know, it's funny because I drafted Greg Olson and Jimmy Graham on one of my fantasy football teams. And I've, I've started them both at times, you know, one, one and then one and one in the flex. Um, you know, it's a tight, like I said, tight ends are the toughest position. It's sort of, it's going to evolve. It always changes, Cam, right? Because now yep. defensive coordinators and stuff, they sort of, all right, how do we take away this big tight end thing? We can't just allow this to happen forever. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of seeing it now with Gronk where they just smash him at the line of scrimmage yeah. and hope for the best. But it takes two guys to, act, to actually do it. Um, all right. Uh, so we went over the DFS. Uh, we went over the props. We'll get you some best bets. We'll take a look at some more Major League Baseball numbers. We'll get you caught up to date in this baseball game. NHL hockey around the corner. Great time of the year to be a sports fan right now, Tim. You said it, buddy. Can't wait for the start of the season. You got NBA exhibition action tonight, too. I'm surprised you haven't wet your beak there, but uh, there's so much going on uh, with yeah, football Corey and Parson other things. Corey Parson was surprised, too. Yeah, well, Corey, I am Parson. because I know you. Corey Parson was surprised. Where's your Sixers? Yeah. Minus five and a half. <laughs> 
Yeah, Corey was like, uh, you didn't bet the NBA? You're not betting NBA preseason? I was like, nah, yeah, I don't really do that. And, you know, it's funny because I am a big degenerate, but I don't usually bet NBA preseason. I noticed they had it over at FanDuel today, so they had a betting sheet. I didn't touch it. (laughs) Discipline, buddy, discipline. Game time decisions, lineup lock live. Fantasy Sports Network continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Decisions. You give us everything that you got. Wow, you got it. We got some props. We got some bets. Bang on sports will make you crazy. Crazy. No, the place the playlist is good today. No, no, we got no issues with the playlist. You guys, you guys did no, our no, yeah, it was cool. that one CCR song, but he thought he disappointed you. But it's all uh, it's no, all no. props to our boy. Yeah, I know. No, See, I, got no I, all, I got no I Hey, buddy, I don't care. Like, honestly, like for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you pick the music, Marenzi, I don't care. I, I'm a roll with the punches type of guy. I just want to hit some winners tonight in football. And I think I'm going to actually do what, you, what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I got, so listen to this one, Marenzi. I went hard on Baltimore plus the points last night, and I did a, a couple big teasers too. I had a really, really good night, and you know uh, things have happened in the past before, and I want to bury this guy. Like, uh, it's kind of personal, right? So I, ha- I had some uh, credit on another account that I really built up, and uh, I'm actually going to take Denver at plus. Right now on my book, it's plus three and a half. I'm going to buy the half point to four, and then on the teaser, I have Kansas City plus three and a half. So I, I have both teams as a dog, as long, and I think it's going to be a pretty close game tonight. The old AFC West rivalry, would it shock you if it was like 28 to 27 or 31 to 27? So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the ultimate, that it feels because it's a big bet on the hedge and maybe win both. Because I, I really believe it's going to be, you, you kind of sold me on Denver being a tight game. That's the thing. It's been Mahomes' coming out party. He's the darling of the league every week. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Now you got to go on the road in Denver. It's not easy to play in Denver there, Mile High, with Barrel Man and everybody. And I think the Broncos are going to be pretty fired up for this game, uh, you know, because the Chiefs have been uh, they've been the talk of the NFL right now. So I, I, I'm and the line too, it's really short. So maybe maybe we'll uh, do that because I have a feeling it is going to be a pretty tight game, probably within three points. I don't have a problem with that. That's what you call investing. You're playing the market. You're not just betting or I gambling. Am. You're 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 looking market, you're looking yeah. to make a profit That's, here. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. That's not gambling. That's what you got to do. It's all business. Using your head. Yeah, I am all business. That's the thing. I told you the last couple weeks, no, it's not a game to me anymore. It's a business. Like, it is a straight – like, things have changed a lot. I know you're doing all these things versus the machine, and you said it. We have to adapt with the times. Like, there'd be nights before in the NFL, oh, I'm betting every game. At 4 o'clock, Gabe, you saw, I tweeted out some picks for the 1 o'clock, so it went 4-0. I go, I like Seattle here. I'm not dicking around with this game. You know, a little sprinkle for fun. Like, 
I'm not just going to go bet, 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 bet the way I bet all before because, oh, your favorite team's playing, you're going to watch the game, whatever. That's just stupid now. So being more selective and picking your spots and, you know, attacking what you really like is uh, if you want to stay in the game for a long time, you have to change. You're right. You can't. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So you got like, like everything evolving, you have to, too. Yeah, you're right. It's all about the, uh, you're exactly right. It's all about the, uh, the evolution. So I was talking about having DFS fever uh, earlier before yeah. our boy Pushy. <laughs> he loves DFS. He's probably, you know, yeah, our boy he- Pushy loves <laughs> DFS sports. And he says, in a recent study, DFS fever shows symptoms of late night anxiety, stress, number country syndrome, uh, foul thoughts about sharps and sharks, forgetting to buy groceries and losing track of time. If this sounds like uh, you, just keep on trying. <laughs> I love the picture, too, of the guy at night, like shortness of breath, sweat. Yeah, I've had that look before. Yeah, I feel like this yeah, pretty much 20 hours a day, to be honest. Um, I just threw I just threw another lineup together here. Case Keenum as, uh, as the king. Uh, Hoorman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey. Demarius Thomas. And Royce Freeman. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, I've, that's it. I've got Keenum and got Thomas. It. I got to hope that Keenum lights yep. it up, hooks up with Thomas. Freeman gets it in the end zone, and then boom, the, the Chiefs score with Kelsey, and Hill's just too good not to have in a lineup or two. That's the thing about Hill. Like, even if, like, they shut down some other guys, you know there's going to be something with Hill, an end around, a trick play, a couple shots deep. That's that's the thing about Tyreek Hill. He's just, he's a monster. And if Mahomes makes any type of good throw on one of those patterns, like, he's gone. He, he is so damn fast, Morency. It's, uh, it's tough. That's how I won my fantasy league uh the other year, I just had Chiefs. Like, you know what I mean? And I remember even thinking, like, my tight end was Kelsey. I had Tyreek Hill and uh, drafted Hunt when he came out of Toledo. And I was just like, it was really nice to have these options all the time. Man, and that was still with a different quarterback. Now you got Mahomes there. Holy jeez. Like, these guys are just absolutely scoring machines. And, uh, yeah, we'll see about the defenses. I, I do like the over in tonight's game, too. I think both teams will be able to put up uh, points on the board. You know, it's funny because people have been betting this game down. It's down to 53 right now. So I, I got a bad number at 54 and a half uh, earlier in the day. And, um, you know, I've been out to the Meadowlands a lot, but I've got to get out to Monmouth. And truth be told, I've heard the Monmouth place, the Monmouth Will Hill, sort of like one of the nicer spots out of all the, uh, I think there's eight places you can bet in the state of New Jersey. Uh, I don't know if Cardano's out there. Cardano brought it up. I was going over on a Saturday. That's about 50 minutes uh, outside the city, but I believe it's in Cardano's neck of the woods. We've got to set that up. And, you know, when you come down here, Cam, that's what we'll do. Is So basically, look, you can get out to Atlantic City for a couple of days, but, you know, you come yeah. down. The good thing is you can do the shows here, right? So exactly. You can do both and then sort of do the shows, like basically come down on a Thursday, Friday, or, you know, come for, you know, five days. I don't know how long you're planning, but... You do the shows. You and I hang out. I'll show you around New York. We'll go to the, the sports books and stuff, take you to the racetrack. And uh, and then, you know, on the weekend, you go to Atlantic City, you know? Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Yeah, I'm actually just, that's why uh, winning at uh, these things is really important, Gabe. <laughs> you talked about your money. Like, when you talk to me, it's like, hell, man, things are expensive. It's like, yeah, well, and that's the, the main thing you told me. Got to hit winners. Yeah, when, li- when life's like that, yes. When you want to go on a trip, and you need more money, what are you going to do? Got to hit winners. So it's one of those situations where 
yeah, it's not just about betting, it's investing. I'm trying to find the best numbers and, you know, pile up a, a few grand and uh, go on a little trip because I, I'd love to see you out there. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, one thing I've done as well is I'm betting less on games unless I really like it. Like, I used to sort of force things, and it, it is a little different. If you're just sitting on a couch all the time in front of a computer, you never leave the house, then you'll end up betting on stupid things, right? Great like that's point. how I ended Great up betting point. on stuff at 4 in the morning because I'm up, oh, I'm up, I'm, I'm restless, oh, I'm getting ready for a show, but I'll bet on this tennis now. It's just dumb. Now it's like even with NFL games, I'm like, I don't know, man. I can make a case for both teams. I'm not betting, and I can't bet every game. So as we stated, you know, it's fun to do this, and maybe some of you do it, you know, and you have jobs and you're doing it recreationally, but if it really bothers you to lose or you want to win or you're doing it, you know, you want to do it to make money and pay the rent, et cetera, you got to think of it like you can't play every bet on the board Imagine if, like, you were, like, day trading on stocks and stuff from home, which a lot of people do. Yep. You're not just playing 15 stocks for the fun of it. Well, I'll just play this. I don't really know, but I'll just invest in this company for the fun of it because I'm bored. Or because I just saw something on TV and I'll invest in this for, you know. You know, no stock investor would do that. But sports bettors do it all the time. Well, I don't really like this game, but it's Monday Night Football, so I'm going to bet it. Like, it's hard not to say, all right, don't bet this game. And even I fell into this trap tonight. I was like, ah, let me get some action and go over there and get some action in on Monday Night Football. I happen to do like the Denver Broncos tonight. I'm not going to lie. I don't love it. It's not my top bet of the week or anything, but I got some action on it. But you really do have to sort of select the games that you want to hit. Otherwise, the juice will catch up. And if you just sort of – it's like running on a treadmill. Or like they say, if you don't know where you're running, you know, there's no use escaping got to know where you're running to. You better have a direction when you're doing this stuff. Otherwise, you're going to have spinning your wheels and losing money. Yep, agree 100%. And, uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, Marenzi, the one thing that I've really adjusted to and I would suggest to people over time, and our old buddy Garner used to do it as parlays. I don't care, you know what I mean? Doing these round-robin parlays, when you do the math, it changes everything because the juice on the regular game, I don't care if it's minus 12 cents, 8 cents or whatever, if there's games you like and you do the round robins after, with the plus money, when you do the math, there's a lot more positive things are going to happen. I've been noticing just parlaying. I'm not saying, you know, you could do like I do for fun. You put the lottery parlay together like the NFL, you know, eight banger with some money lines and stuff like that. Try to, you know, 30 bucks gets you four or 500 bucks, stuff like that. But I'm just saying I've been noticing since doing the round robins, it's been a lot better because the math, the math makes more sense. And you minimize the juice when you throw it into into parlay form. That's kind of what I've been doing a lot more, and uh, it's been it's been plus the last little while since I've just said, you know, stick to the round robins and the parlays. It's the way to go. The uh, Los Angeles Dodgers up five nothing right now. Yeah, they're good advice. Pitching Cam. change. Pitching yeah, nine change. one hit. So uh, they, they've only given up one hit uh, in this uh, in this baseball game. And it's funny now that you talk about. Uh, NBA preseason. I'm noticing it on the book here. There's games going off the board tonight. <laughs> well, I know. Just don't, yeah, if you like it, hey, no, there not, might be a game you like, it. though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying, though, spot, like down the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a spot. It's like if the NFL preseason. Nah, you find, you find my a spot, spot today. Like, there's something. My, my, my spot game. today was the LA Dodgers. And I, I took the Dodgers. That was a spot. My next spot is the Denver Broncos. My next spot after that is the over. So I've got some action rolling today. I'd like to uh, like to roll it. So as we stated, we went three one and one in the Vegas Super Contest. The week before, we went four and one. So we're starting to get a little momentum going right now. 
in this. And you know in the Golden Nugget contest I entered, Cam, so the one where you pick college football and NFL, you pick seven games, it was $1,000 to enter. You know, I went, um, I went two and five in the first week, and then I went uh, three and four in the second week. So it was pretty pathetic. I was five and nine after two weeks. And there were a bunch of people yep. in the contest, Cam, that went 14 and 0. Well, I went 5 and 9. There was only 308 people in this contest. It's like $240,000. There was, um, there's 308 people in it. I was 5 and 9. I was in 258th place. It was pretty embarrassing. But um, last week, we went uh, 6 and 1. And uh, this week, we're 4-1-1 one, and one with tonight's game pending. I've got the Broncos plus 4.5 in this contest. See, and that's so, a good number. Yeah, we went. So we, you got the 4.5. With the 6-1 six, uh, six last week, we skyrocketed from 258th place up to like 125th or something like that. And now with another, if we can bang this win off and get another 5 tonight, you know, that's 11 wins in just two weeks. Really puts us on a map here. So we're starting to fight back in that contest. And in the Super Contest, you know, I thought we were 9-5-1, and one, but it was wishful thinking. It turns out we were 8-6-1, and one, but we just went 3-1-1 one, and one right now. So now we're 11-7-2. and two. Not bad. You know, it's not great. You can't, you know, you can't win the, you can't win this uh, super contest uh, in September, Cam. But you can lose it. We're still lose alive. It. It's like a golf. You know? Yeah. That know what that is? It's a golf tournament. That's what Jack Nicholas used to say. I can't win the tournament right now, but I could sure lose it by shooting like a seventy-seven out of the gate, right? So, that's the bottom line. Is I really like that Golden Nugget contest you're in because I like the fact that you have extra games, and if you have a start like that, you have a chance to really put something together and get it done. I wish the super contest would change to adding more games, but uh, they're the, and especially with the teams that they have. Because over a while, Gabe, you know climbing that climate late in the late in the season, I'd like to see even crazier things like, hey, man, it, it, I'm just saying, I think it would be a lot better with the, the way they do it with the Golden Nugget with the seven games. I think it's a much better system in my opinion. All right, so we've only got a couple of minutes left here, Cam. What's, uh, what's your picks here? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I, I told you I like Kansas City in the game. I have them plus three and a half in the back end of a teaser. But I like the over in this football game. Uh, also, I hear that uh, another Denver uh, – I think another Denver player is out in the secondary. So they're, they're pretty thin there. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good game. 53 and a half seems low. I know Mark, Mark Lawrence is a guy I really respect. But I don't care what the, what the numbers say. I, 53 and a half to me at mile high with those two teams – uh, and no defense, I think we're going to get over the number. That's basically what I have, Gabe. And I'm also going to take Denver at four, plus four. So if the game middles, I got KC plus three and a half and Denver plus four. If this game ends within three, I'm real happy. So I'm not going to dick around. I'm just going to try to make money and uh, do a single bet on the over. I like those props, too, that you talked about. Half unit plays. I'm not going bonkers on them, but I, I like Cortland Sutton, uh, Sutton over the number at 39 and a half and Demarius Thomas at 64 and a half. And uh, yes, those are those are the props, and, and Travis Kelsey over as well. Those are that's what I'm betting tonight. I'm gonna play the um, the Denver Broncos. I got them at three and a half. I got them at four and a half in a contest, but I got them three and a half today. Um, I couldn't buy the half point, which is frustrating. So um, I would suggest that if you can buy a half point, it doesn't cost you too yeah. much at your book. And bet the aside, yeah, it's gonna cost you four. like ten cents or something. Yeah, just make it minus one twenty. At, uh, at plus four for that, you know, extra added security. Um, I also think it's going to go over the number. 
Um, I do think it'll be a higher scoring game. It'll go over the number, so I'll take the Broncos plus the points. I already bet the over. Uh, as far as the props are concerned, as I have alluded to a couple of times today, the Kansas City Chiefs are giving up 362 games uh, uh, in the air, three 362 yards a game in the air so far this year. Their secondary table terrible. They can't really stop the run either, actually. So I'm going Case Keenum over 266 and a half. I see that's up to 272 and a half. The long field goal prop's not cashing as much as it usually does, just because everybody's scoring. And I talked about this. And I hope we got breaking news, too. Well, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but Pro Football Talk, and Cardano just sent us over the link, Pro Football Talk reports that uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to report during the bye week in week seven. Yeah, we talked about it with Blue earlier. He has to come back eventually yeah. because he, lose, he screws exactly. himself out of a year in his contract, sort of like Kawhi Leonard. Like, Kawhi Leonard yeah. couldn't not show up to the Raptors. You can disappear for a few months, but, you yeah. know, you're going to be in void of your contract soon. So... <laughs> Like, yeah. Le'Veon Bell knows the, the fine print in his contract, so he knows when he's got to be back. But uh, how about this? In, 2000, uh, in 2017, Cam, there were eight games all year in which quarterbacks threw for 400 yards. There's already been 12 through 62 games this year. So that's why there's no field goal attempts. I'm not getting my long field goal prop because everyone's moving a damn ball so easily right now. But since it's in Denver, we have the altitude. It'll lead to a longer field goal attempt. I'll add the long field goal prop to my list of props here. I'll jump on the Cortland Sutton train with everybody here tonight, even though it scares me a little bit now that everybody loves this yep. kid. Uh, but the Daily Roto, we're seeing some math there. Demarius Thomas, you have an advantage with the yards prop as well. But uh, I'm going to hit Case Keenum. Hit Case Keenum pretty hard, guys, over uh, his uh, yardage prop. Game goes over, and uh, I think we can uh, get some plus units out of this night. I know you're not a teaser, Marenzi, but how does this sound for, for Denver? If you like the over and you like Denver, which you do, I would say, like, you take this down, what do you get? You get Denver at the plus 10.5, over 46.5. I like that. If you look at Kansas City, they haven't really blown anybody out. They play close games because they give up so many points. I actually like that teaser a lot. 46.5, too, and then you you know. Like, it's just, I know it's a teaser. I know it's a teaser, but it's just one of those things. And remember last night's game, everyone loved the over there. That one went under. This one, I think the public gets. I think it, it, there will be points in this game. There's not a lot of defense here, Morency. And as for your field goal prop, hey, I know it's gone down, but I know who you can always count on. Justin Tucker. That guy. That guy's money in the bank. Check out BetDSI, guys. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. It's pretty hardcore. Bet DSI. Use promo code FNTSY. Check out DailyRoto.com if you want to win playing DFS as well. Enjoy the game tonight, Cam. We'll speak tomorrow. You too, buddy. Scout Radio coming up next. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.